This is God Alive. This is the Exalted Pile Driver. This is Criff. I mean Arnold. This is Alex and Nick from Tyrannonaut. Greetings from the far Siberian deeps. Here is Peter of Isgerur Morph. This is Zeke Evil from Natal Quest. This is Nick from Hessian Firm. This is Jason from Sulaco. I'm eating a plain cheeseburger. What's up, everybody? This is Ross Dolan from Immolation. This is Brian Mason from Charmer, Sulaco, and Contrarian. Maybe BML. What's up? This is Sully. This is Mama Nat. Hey, this is Rick Dorff from Wolfpack 44, the Electric Hellfire Club, and Coven. This is Richie from Grave Huffer. We're Immortal Possession, and you're listening to Grand You know what it is? Oh, well, Started off episode 240 with a brand new exclusive, very special song. Yes, uh, Solaco's new song, Vacant, 
And this is one of two of the last songs that were written with Lon. Um, so they're very special and they're awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's coming off of a two song release titled Spoth in honor of Lon. Pre-orders are up on Bandcamp. Release comes out on the 24th, which happens to be the night of the Black Friday show. Yes. Um, and that is at the Bug Jar with Sully, Burndweller, Axioma, and Salako closing. Yep. Very excited. Absolutely. And thank you to the Salako fellows. Thank for you. For letting us debut a very special, awesome release. Yes. And you guys should stick around because we're going to play the second song off of the Spoth release later in the show, Funeral Suit. But before that, we have a long overdue, very special guest. Yes. Who is? My very best friend. Yes. Shannon, a.k.a. Shay, a.k.a. Shenanigans, here in the studio. Shannon, Jen, you guys are both each other's best friends. Is this true? Do you both think that or just one of you thinks that? No. No? Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm out of here. (laughs) Yes, of course. Um, The bestest. So I know you guys met at work, but can you... I don't know if I know how you actually met. This chick came into work with... Oh, here we go. So much eye makeup. Yikes. <laughs> Mimi Drew Carey, okay? Um, and her fluorescent iridescent? Iridescent. Iridescent windbreaker. Mm. Uh, and actually, the first thing I remember about you is going into our boss's office complaining about something or other. Mm. Didn't want to do something, didn't like how someone was doing something. No, it was actually, so I worked in a call center and, um, they wanted her to take calls. (laughs) (laughs) I had this guy on the phone that would not hang up. He would not hang up. Um, he said, I'll have your ass. I'll have your job if you hang up on me. And at the time there was only one supervisor and it was like a, she'll call you back kind of thing. There was no, like, transferring to her. So I went outside. I had a cigarette. And then I went into the director's office and I said, there's a guy on the phone. He won't hang up. And I quit. (laughs) And then I got promoted. (laughs) That's how life works. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, it does. But my first interactions with Shannon, I don't know if you remember this but when I first started I was I got really really sick do you remember this and I I had to call in like the first week and a half I was supposed to start work and I was like there's no way they're gonna let me start this job like I had to call in every day for like a week and a half and finally like on like the sixth day you were like go to the doctor And I was like, I don't have health insurance. I have to wait 30 days. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember a lot about those early, early days. Yeah, it was almost 24 years ago. Jesus. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Did that answer your question? Yeah. So what were your impressions of each other when you first met? Did you think in the future you'd be besties? No. 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 We were, we couldn't be. Like I was married with children and like on a career path and this one wanted to make it 30 days so she could go to the doctor. (laughs) Yes. All right. So we have some questions for, for you, Shannon. Oh, goody. And I think Jen should start with the first question. Well, I kind of know the answer to this, but I think we should talk about it. <clears throat> what did you think when I first debuted the show to you? Oh, see, come on. Um, I thought it was cool that you guys were doing it. There's a but in there. <laughs> but... <laughs> How I think I referred to the music was disturbing, but I I appreciate the music. I appreciate the artistry of it. But this is also the music that was on in my son's car when I would move it in the morning, and it was very jolting to my soul. So that impression was in my head. So, yes, unfortunately, those are the words that I said to you. Well, I mean, not unfortunately. You were being honest, and that's what you do. Which you did not like. And then we didn't talk about <laughs> the show to each other for like two years. It was like a really long time. Yeah. In depth, yeah. And then all of a sudden you started listening every week. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my bestie's famous. I gotta listen. <laughs> yeah, famous. <laughs> To 10 of you, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Has your opinion... I don't know if you ever really had an opinion about the metal scene, because you probably never really thought about it. But listening to the show, has it, like, changed? Because you've listened to all the interviews. Like, I talk to you about local people, and you know them by name. Yeah, I think... I mean, they... I would have never been in around people yeah. in the metal scene. So, and everything I knew about you, you didn't scream metal, right? Yeah, that's fair. Um, so I think that was kind of eye-opening. Yes. Some of the interviews, I'm like, oh, that guy was so cool. And I don't know him, but I know that if I met him tomorrow, he'd give, you know, the shirt off his back. If I needed it and, you know, the community and listening to you and, um, so yes, definitely a difference of opinion from, that's cool. you know, looking at what someone wears and what they listen to, you know, like the book by its cover. Yeah, totally. There's always more chapters than you realize until you're reading. Yeah. 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 Do you have a favorite episode or guest? You could say this one. (laughs) Definitely this one. Um, Last week's. (laughs) I'm not caught up. That's okay. (laughs) Uh, I think I liked when Bane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, When he was on. That was adorable. Yeah. I also like that you preface this show is not for children. <laughs> but I think he's not a normal child, so that's fine. Which I don't mean in a bad way. No, you know I, I, mean. I know. We know. Okay. We know. Um, 
there was a guy. Oh my God, I want to say his name was Bob. No, I'm going to say no. I don't have a favorite Was it? Episode. Well, I remember that you were really entertained by Bob Mitchell. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. Liked, he was just like, like if I had to picture him, he'd be short, maybe a little stout, some hair, you know, facial hair and just like super like jovial, like, hey, hey, you know. Yeah. Like that in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he looks like. That In my mind, that's what he looked like. He probably doesn't look like that. But. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bob, if you're listening, and that's not what you look like. Um, have you learned anything about either one of us by listening to the show? The Ken has more than 10 words? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a common denominator that everyone says. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't. I don't know because it feels very familiar when I listen like I can listen to you and I feel like you guys are like in the room with me. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's I don't know if if I've learned anything new, maybe more in depth of what you guys are or the amount of shows or. Yeah, I was just thinking as I asked that question, I don't think there's anything on the show that I would talk about that you wouldn't know. Yeah, I would, I mean, I would say in maybe your blogs, like I learned like a better sense of like into the depth of you, maybe. Yeah. But maybe some more, you know, obviously his childhood, I learned more about. Yeah. That's not like a normal topic of conversation. And you bring up quite a bit of about like your past on the show. Which has always kind of surprised me. I like it. Hmm. Yeah. Very quiet. And then all of a sudden he's like, don't let me tell one person, but let me go tell a thousand people (laughs) that I smoked on a roof and got my first, you know, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So a few years ago, how many years ago was that? God. My, My journey? Yeah. 14 years ago. So you tell the story. You tell the story. Okay. So, I mean, going way back, you guys have to understand, my brother and sister have red hair. My parents have brown hair. I was always joked that I was the mailman's child. Funny, funny, haha, right? But I had cousins who had blonde hair, and the red hair came from my grandparents, so genetics. Didn't think much of it, because it's my stupid brother telling me I'm the mailman's child. So... Going forward, we worked with this woman named Carol who was going through med school and she was doing a Punnett square. So anyone who is out there that knows that, you put in the genetics of the parents and outcome the children scenarios. And she said, well, I hate to tell you this, but your parents can't be your parents. And I'm like, ha ha, you're so stupid. You're going to fail medical school. <laughs> so, um, you know, going a few more years forward, I have a friend who I was going to school with. She worked at a local bank. And if you know my family, my grandmother was one of 18, so I'm related to every freaking person in the town. And one of my cousin aunts, um, that's not weird, okay? She's my second cousin, (laughs) who we call aunt because she's older. I just wanted to make sure I spelled that out there, okay? I mean, we're hillbillies. We're not Appalachian. So um, 
she said to my friend at work, oh, you're friends with Shannon? Do you know the secret? And she's like, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, like, she's, you know, her Danny is not her father. And she's like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, oh, it's a family secret. And so sometime later, my friend Jamie says, Patty said the weirdest thing to me. And I was like, that is weird. Why would she even say that? So... I went and asked my father, and he's like, why would she say that? She's stupid. And I'm like, mm. So I asked my grandmother. Now, mind you, my biological mother is passed at this point. So I go to my grandmother in Michigan during Easter, and I said, hey, this dumb cousin Anne of mine said blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, why would she say that? I'm like, no, like, I can't go ask my mother. Right. So whatever. Um, so I kind of leave it for, you know, for a year or so I come back a year later and my grandmother's asking me about how I am. I tell her, Oh, I've got high blood pressure. She's like, Oh, okay. So the next day she brings me to the basement and makes my kids go outside and play all like cloak and dagger. And she says, get a piece of paper and a pencil. I have to give you some names. And she said, you asked me a year ago if this, if this thing was true and so it is true. Um, and I'm going to give you the name of your father, your aunt and uncles, and your grandparents. So write it down. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I write him down. They, you know, she explains she's a, na- you know, he's a neighbor down the street, used to be a neighbor down the street. Oh, by the way, he's dead. So now I have two dead biological parents that I can't ask a thing about. Why, how, who, is this true? My mother was a drunk, you know, leftist children. Like, how can I believe even what she would say to my grandmother? You know, that kind of thing. So I let it be. Um, and then it, it took a, you know, a good 10 years for me to be like, listen, I gotta, like, I have to, I have to find this out. So I did, when I, when I came home, I did ask my father. I said, you know, Mammer, that's my grandmother, you know, told me this. So now I need you to tell me the truth. And he, you know, he got a little upset, but he was fine. You know, I explained that she wanted me to know for medical reasons. So um, he said to me, I always knew you weren't mine. He's like, I had a vasectomy. You couldn't have been mine. He said, but it never mattered. I was there the day you were born. You're mine in every way that matters. That's why we never talked about it. So I let it be because what was I going to do with it? Go find my dead father? Right. Right? And knowing that my mother cheated, I certainly did not want to wreck someone else's life just for my own curiosity. That's fair. So, um, you know, the people in my family knew, my kids knew. And I think it was my son that kind of prompted me. He's like, if you're not going to do it, can I do it? And I'm like, no, let me, like, I'll do it. Again, it was really like, what can I do about it other than know for sure? Um, So I did the 23andMe and Ancestry for Christmas a couple years ago. And only one person came out at a high enough, like, again, 
my grandmother is one of 18. My grandfather is one of yeah. 20. I mean, there's yeah, the amount of relatives I have on 23andMe is pages and thousands of people, you know, but ranging from 2% to 0.1% and everywhere in between. And I don't need to know all those people. So there's only one person um, that was 15 or 14%. And it was Ashley. And so I write to her and I write to her. I write to her and then I leave it alone. And then I think I came to you and I was like, I don't know, like, I feel like I've left this long, you know, alone long enough, but I don't know, like something's weird about it. Like something's going on. Like I need to know. And I, I think I, I can't believe I'm going to admit this out loud to all you people, but I was like, you know, my cousins are the only ones that have blonde hair. Like, was there a really inappropriate relationship between my mom and my uncle? Like, is this why I can't find anything? Like, I don't know. It was just, it felt too weird to, I don't know. The next day after I said that, this Ashley yep. responded to me. And I was like, oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> and and as her and I are communicating on Messenger in 23andMe, my parents, the people who raised me, are at my house at the dinner table, mm -hmm. and I'm entertaining them. Yep. So, my I'm literally like swirling, like I could like pass out because I'm literally chatting with this Ashley, who is my cousin, and I'm like, "Hi, is your mom or dad any of the following people? You know, from the list that my grandmother gave me." And she's like, "Patty's my mom," and I'm like, "Do you have an uncle?" you know, Tony. And she's like, I do. And so we went back and forth. Um, she's like, I'm on the other line with my mom. What's, you know, the street number and your grandparents' name. And so comes come to find out that my aunt still has the rosary beads that my grandmother gave her because they were all, you know, good, friendly neighbors. Um, so we have confirmed that these are my people. People, yeah. And so then I said, hey, um, cousin, not that I don't want to talk to you, but do I happen to have any siblings? Because really, that's what we wanted to get down to. And so, yeah, I have a sister and a brother. And um, so I say, can you get me in touch with them? And she goes, well, how old are you again? Uh, and let's I tell her. out of any of the weirdness. Yeah, she goes, well, <laughs> your brother is real close to that same age. So I have to figure out how to have that conversation before I can have that conversation. I said, okay, no problem. She says, I don't talk to her, talk to him a little bit. And she was being very sketchy, which I get. Like, here I am. She doesn't know nowhere. you. Yeah. So, literally two days later, I get an email from this person I don't know. And she says, hey, my cousin Ashley reached out and said, you're looking to talk to me. And I said, yeah, there's no easy way to say this, but... Um, like, hey, sis. <laughs> it's a girl. I think we're sisters. And she's like, yeah, that's what I heard, too. So... Yeah. So I talked to her. I talked to her on a regular basis, like text and email. I've met her and her husband twice. Um, my brother doesn't want to meet me because he doesn't know what I'm after. I, they don't have anything to go after. I, I mean, and she said that before to him, but she said he's a weirdo and he's like that. Um, well, it might be an emotional thing, too. And he's just saying like. Yeah. That. Well, so their older brother, who are not my siblings, their older half-brothers, was like, oh, is Jimmy being Jimmy? Like. Mm, so it's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But we still don't tell her mother. Yep. Or her children, because her children will tell her mother. Yep. And it was within six months of me being conceived and them meeting. So she's afraid that she'll never sleep again and rethink her entire life till she dies. So out of respect, we just don't tell her. And you never plan on it? No. No, and we've talked about that. And she's actually apologized to me and I told her to stop doing that. Like, I understand the situation. And she's like, I just wish you could come here and like meet the kids and like we could come there. And I'm like, listen, they're going to be long alive longer than your mom. Like, no offense. So we'll wait it out. It's fine. Yeah. I understand where she's coming from, too, though. Like, she doesn't want you to feel like a dirty little secret. Right. Right. But now I know where I get my blue eyes from. And she did say that when she saw me. She was just looking at me and she said, "I." she goes, I always wish that I had, you know, his eyes. She's like, and you're the only one. She's like, so it's like, she goes, I'm, I'm, I'm having some kind of feelings looking in your eyes right now. And I'm like, okay. It's wild. Are you glad you did it? Yeah. Because it was just the unknown, you know, like, um, I never felt like something was missing. Like, I, there wasn't like, oh, my God, I have a piece of me missing. And and now it's, you know, there. I would say probably for a good six months after I found out, I was like, who am I? My whole life has been a lie. And then I was like, all right, get your shit together. Like, no, it wasn't. You grew up in a you know, suburban neighborhood Healthy, with happy, great parents yeah. and I never went without a meal. Like, get over yourself. Like, yeah. this is the worst thing. So, yeah. It's crazy. Are those people local? Did you say? Where no, they're, they're in Michigan. So, Michigan. yeah, we lived here in, in New York, my my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently they got in a fight, obviously, since they got divorced shortly after that. Um, and she went home to my grandparents' house and it was an old neighbor. And it's funny because my I guess my brother in law's like, oh yeah, if they're from this area, then then definitely they they met up at such and such bar. Like everyone said that. My uncle's like, oh yeah, they probably met back up at and um, you know, she she felt it was really important, my sister, to be like, but our dad was a good guy. And I said, I never questioned that. Yeah. Like my mother was the shithead. Like totally she was married with two kids at yeah. home. Like Come on, what are you doing? He was a red, red-blooded American man in the 70s who met back up with someone he used to hook up in high school. Of course, they banged in the bathroom yeah. like Jesus. Yeah. Right? So I, it's not on him. Yeah. I still remember so clearly when you were texting me like, Jen. My parents are sitting across from me. <laughs> I have never w- felt like I was going to pass out more than in that moment. Because, like, I couldn't talk to Bob about it. I'm texting you. I'm texting her as I'm, like, having a regular old, you know, Tuesday yeah. conversation with my parents over dinner. So I tell people all the time, I'm like, I was raised by two people that have zero um, blood relation to me and, and technically had no legal claim to me. On this earth. That's true. Raised by them my entire life. Okay, technically, I guess, because my father is on my birth certificate, legally, he had legal rights to me, but yeah. 
And, I mean, the family, every, obviously, everyone in the family knew but me. And when my parents got divorced, all three of us children got, I want to say shipped off to somewhere else. But my father was in a one-bedroom apartment. He's like, and my mother's like, nah, I don't want to be a mom anymore. So he was like, well, shit, what am I doing with these kids? So my sister went to my grandmother, which was my father's mother. My brother went to an uncle, his uncle's house. And then literally my grandmother called up my grandmother in Michigan and said, come get this baby. Because I was three. And this was before ATMs or anything else. And so in the middle of the night, my grandmother called my uncle that lived down the street and was like, I need all the cash you have in your house right now. Packed up an overnight bag, got in the car, drove all night, got a hotel, picked me up, cleaned me up, got me new clothes and off to Michigan we went. And because my father didn't actually have custody of any of us kids he's like okay well i'll see her every couple years so my jesus my, yeah so i asked my grandmother so at five i i went back and um she said it was the number one hardest decision she's ever made in her life to keep me or to send me back so that i could be raised with my siblings yeah so like it all, like going years down the line, we have a neighbor who's still my parents' neighbor. Yep. Um, and my grandmother always kept in touch with her. So when I, you know, I didn't think much of it, you know. And so when I told my neighbor about this whole thing, she's like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. She always wanted to make sure that I was like looking out for you. So I was like, you're like to make sure that I was being taken care of because she would have swooped back in. And either kick someone's ass or brought you back me up. to yeah. Right. So I always had like a little neighbor spy from my grandmother. It's crazy. Yeah. Did you feel like a huge amount of like betrayal at first? Or were you like, I get why? I think I was upset that everyone knew but me. So I felt like a fool. I yeah. You know, like everyone had that, oh, that dirty secret and like that. Yeah. I, didn't, I did not like that. I get that totally. Um, and you know, more than, you know, the person I was the most angry at is my cousin aunt, Patty. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you say that to people Agreed. you barely know? Yeah. Like that was, that was unnecessary. Yeah. Like, it started the path of all of this for me to ask the questions, but rude. It could have been done in a better way. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just so weird how everything lined up so perfectly for you to, like, put all of the pieces together. Yeah. But it is a small town, too, so. It, it is. And you are related to everyone. <laughs> yeah. And bef before I had, was it? Had it been before I had, oh yeah, way before I had the 23 and me. Um, I had asked our psychic, uh huh, right? Yep. I said, um, she goes, What questions do you have or whatever? And I said, You know, and you can't give anything away because charlatans, yeah, you know, you got to be careful, yeah. So I said, I'm trying to figure out if the person I've been told who my biological father is. And I'm trying to find out if it was the, you know, the difference between the man I was raised by and, you know, the person I was told. And 
immediately she opened her eye and I didn't give any names. She looked at me and she said, so is Tony the man that raised you or the one that you think is your dad? And I like literally goosebumps from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes. Yep. Like I remember that day too. Freaked out. And I was like, Ugh. so that was, so if you don't believe you should. It was weird. Yeah, it There's was weird. There's zero reason how she would know that. Yeah. That's not shit I had on Facebook that anyone would know. Yep. So, yeah, so that was him. And now I'm Italian. Which is really strange. <laughs> because I have blonde hair and blue eyes. And yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Who knew? It's crazy. Let's take a break and listen to a song. Shannon, what are we going to hear? Grotesqueries with the song Corpse Juice. Oh, <laughs> 
right. For all you local folks, you can check out Grotesqueries on the 30th of November at the Bug Jar alongside Order of the Dead, Waldhexen, and Bloodspore. Was it the last time you guys went to that psychic that the, the murdering happened oh, nearby? No. no. No, that was so many. We've actually changed. Yeah, we've people. moved on to someone uh, more more. local. Yeah. Yeah. Less murdery. Yes. That much, was crazy, much though. Much murdery. <laughs> what even happened? They So... There was some domestic... Yeah, in a restaurant. Thing. No, middle of the street. Well, weren't they fighting in a restaurant yes. right around the corner, and then it moved to the Escalated street? Escalated very quickly, and then he shot her and then shot himself. Yes. And we were, what, like 10 doors down, and we had to get locked in place. And Yes. But someone was in the middle of a reading, so half the people knew, half the people didn't. We're in G-Town getting shot up. Yeah, that was pretty scary, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like a middle of a Saturday. Like, it, we were not in a sketchy part of town at night. Like, no, we it was were like noon. Extremely appropriate in where we were and when we were there. And we were on like a nice strip of like small shops. Yeah, that was strange. Yeah. Good memory. Uh, it was traumatizing. Of course, I remember it. <laughs> well, I had to let you know because, like, yeah. I didn't, we didn't know what was going on. So I didn't want him seeing the news or something. So I was like, we're fine, but we're was, in the dark. <laughs> there's a mur murder suicide outside the door. Yeah, that was, that was scary. So. <laughs> This is so entertaining. Shannon and I love this. So I remember having a conversation, Ken, with you like forever ago about my inner voice. Mm. And I talk to myself all the time mm -hmm. and think mm -hmm. like, oh, what a pretty sunset mm. in my head. Like mm -hmm. I can hear my voice. I have a voice. You can hear your thanks. Yes. Okay. I yes. hear my thanks. All the time, I hear my things. Mm -hmm. And at first, you were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Did I marry a psychopath? And I'm like, what do you mean? Everyone you has like an inner voice. Uh, yeah, so you came in like the next day and you're like, Shannon, do you have a voice in your head? <laughs> yeah, I was all fucking freaking out. I'm like, one that tells me to do things or do I hear myself? And she's like, hear yourself. I'm like, well, yeah. Like, Yes. Like, it was the most ridiculous thing that you asked me. And you're like, guess what? Ken doesn't have one. I'm like, uh, he's a liar. He needs to get in tune with himself. She's like, no, he's serious. So, I randomly came across this fact that says not everyone has an inner monologue. And so now we know you're not the only defective one. Because <laughs> we really thought it was you. Yeah, you thought you married a psychopath. It was me that married the psychopath. Maybe you guys are defective. No. No. Maybe. So this says... No, because the article would say, isn't that weird? Some people have inner voices. Right. Well, it does say weird history. No. But it says not everyone has an inner monologue. So I think you are weird. Not Shannon and I. Well, I don't... I have thoughts, but obviously, but they're not... How are... Like a voice. It's not like a little man in my head. That makes no sense to me. You don't hear... No. Yourself think. No. So 
you just when people are like oh that sounded better in my head like you don't hear that before you say it when you think it no isn't that i am fucking mind blown by that yeah i he said he sees like pictures play out right it's not a voice it's like a yeah, it's, it's vision. So when you think I'm gonna say this really stupid thing to Jen, and you hear it in your in your head, and you're like, "Oh, that no, that's not gonna sound right." But you see the pictures. Is it a good picture? A bad picture? Like you just see pictures of you talking to her? Like, um, what picture? I don't know. I mean, I guess I have thoughts, and I consider the thoughts before I <coughs> say it or not. Yeah, Isn't that so? Sh- so we, I, I this I'm dumbfounded that you guys are so blown away that I don't hear a voice in my head. Yes. Like, why is that so fascinating? Because we can. Because most people can. <laughs> so this literally says, to people who have an inner monologue, it may be surprising to learn that not everyone does, and. If you don't have one, you might not even realize an inner voice exists. Mm. Research has found that most people think. Wait, hold on. Research has found that most people think that they think in words, but many people are mistaken about that. Visualizing oneself in a situation is more common for many humans. Essentially thinking in images instead of words. Shannon, uh, how unefficient is that? <laughs> so much. <laughs> you could just think the thoughts. You don't have to fucking color. No, because liter- literally <laughs> all day I'm like, oh, no, that's not going to. Like, I literally can hear it. And I'm like, oh, that's not going to well, sound good. Well, how long does it take for you to say a thousand words in your head when I just have to look at a picture? <sighs> <laughs> okay, y'all I just oh, eye rolled. Like, I'm sorry you couldn't hear that. Ay, ay, ay. You're welcome. So it's a thing. I, I guess. I don't know how I came across it, but I gasped out loud. And then I couldn't talk about it on the show because Shannon and I. Well, now we can't call him a liar, just a freak. Yeah. Okay. For almost 20 years, have been making fun of you that you draw pictures to think. I don't draw pictures. They appear. They just appear. Yeah. Huh. Shannon, have you ever played a musical instrument? No. No. I wasn't allowed. How come? Meaning that um, my favored child sister played a violin. Hmm. And then she didn't stick with it, so somehow that correlated to I wouldn't either. Mm-hmm. Stupid. That is stupid. Yeah. <clears throat> if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Oh, flying. Really? Yes. Even though you're afraid of heights? I, no, I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid of falling. There oh, is that's true. I think that's my problem, too. I yeah. think we made that. Because I can be in a plane. I can be on the top of it. There's a lot of things... Heights don't bother me. The actual probability of falling far to my death. That makes sense. Yeah, but flying. The freedom of that. <clears throat> um, so I'm going to 
make fun of you about something that's not funny. But it's it's funny now. It wasn't funny at the time. Oh, okay. So you, we mentioned that when we met, you were married. Yeah. To a loser. Yep. Uh, sorry if he's listening. <laughs> but not, not sorry. Um, you guys got divorced. What year was that? Two thousand one, two. I was gonna say three, but. I was in my house by 2003. Oh, yep. Okay. <clears throat> so you guys got divorced. He cheated on you. Yeah. Uh, and it was devastating. For a minute. For a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and then you went through like a fun phase of like finding yourself <sighs> and... <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but eventually you settled down and got your shit together. And you were like, all right, I need to start like dating. So you did like the whole online dating thing. And it got to a point where your stories were so ridiculous. Oh, they were. I had my council of ladies every morning the day after a date because. Yes, it's usually it Mondays. So absolutely ridiculous. Yes. The men of Rochester, you suck. <laughs> my God. <laughs> So, would you like to ask your question? Oh, my God. Um. <laughs> you had a question on there. That relates to this? Yeah. What has been the strangest thing a visitor oh. has done in your home? <laughs> <laughs> so, that, I read that question and <laughs> laughed out loud because I thought... That wasn't about a date. But, I mean, it could have been, I guess. Oh, Okay. So, Shannon. So, you're talking about Captain Jack. <laughs> His name was not Jack. Um, so, we had gone on a couple dates. And then, so I let him come over to the house and whatever. And I lived in a house at the time. It was, like, built in 1890, right? So, it's been cobbled together and it's old and whatever. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, there's money in your walls. I can feel it. And I'm like, What? And so he's walking around my house, like knocking on different walls. What? And I, I don't yeah. know the story. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I cannot fucking make it up. So he's now in my office and he's like, oh, it's right here. It's right behind this wall. And I'm like, okay, but like, it's a, it, the wall is built. Like, I don't know what you want me to do about this. He's like, yeah, definitely go get um, a screwdriver <laughs> and a flashlight because I'm going to take the the plate off of this light switch because there's money back there. And I'm like, what? okay. So I did. Like, what? I'm, what you, I'm, what if there was money? I don't know. Like, I believe in psychics. Why not money finders? I don't know. So, yeah, he un, and it, so he can't find anything by just the flashlight and pulling the light switch off. Mm -hmm. He wants to disassemble my wall. Okay, so I did stop him there. I do have enough sense. That's good. <laughs> and I said no, but now he is just referred to as Captain Jack. Captain Jack. I don't even remember what his because real name was. We, you know, because he was trying to find pirate booty uh -huh, in my uh -huh. wall. Yeah. So there's no, there's nothing in the wall, but a psychopath had a screwdriver alone with you in your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but you made it out. I did. And what, so was that the last date with him? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> oh, that's great. 
every other date with him was weird. Like one would be super weird and then the next one would be awesome. And so I just never, like I just kind of got through the bad one to get to the good one. Cause mm. so, yeah, that was so weird. How did you meet him? At an employee's wedding. Mm. I was at the wedding and I was single and I was like, Hey, like when she came back from her honeymoon or whatever, I'm like, who's that guy that was sitting at my table? He was kind of cute. And she goes, oh my God, he asked about you. And I'm like, cool. Like, let's get numbers. Was he the same one that had the chair in his living room? Or was that a different <laughs> oh, one? That was, nope, that was a different one. <laughs> no, I never went to his house because I think he lived with his parents. Oh, Shanna. <laughs> Come on, I know. He had like moved back home and he was like sick. I listen. I know. Frogs. Yep. Frogs. Yep. No, the dude that had the chair or a love seat was the only piece of furniture in his living room. And his bed was in the dining room because he was redecorating. That's right. He was yeah. renovating. Was the guy who you were like, why are you going there? Give me his address. Yes. He's going to murder you. Because our first date. At Starbucks, because this is what I did, because I was trying to be smart. Go to Starbucks, have them meet me there at 7. I'd be have my seat already, have my drink. I knew they closed at 10, so it was, like, very controlled, because I have control issues. And he came, and he was a nice enough guy, but absolutely no spark. And at the end of the night, he says, I have something for you in my car. So I asked where his car was. It was under a light, so it was fine. So I go, and he goes, you probably know what it is. Ken, if someone said they had something for you in their trunk, what would it be? What in like their trunk? Yeah, that you just met. Um, yeah, that I, I, I have be murdered. <laughs> right, like, <laughs> like what possibly? Right. So he worked at Pactive, hmm. and so I got a box of gallon-sized Ziploc baggies. What? <laughs> and he knew I had kids, so they were plates. They had little animal heads with little dippy things. Yeah, I got a whole box of paper goods. From his company store. Mm. Why would I have guessed that? Right. So fast forward years when I go on my first date with my now husband, he ends the date with, oh, I've got something in the car for you. And I'm like, fuck me. I thought I really liked this guy. We're not doing this again. <laughs> but he came out with flowers. He's like, I don't want to be presumptuous going into the date. And I'm like, all right, you redeemed yourself. You're fine. We love boob. Mm-hmm. But I, so I told paper product guy that I didn't want to go out with him anymore. He's like, no, 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 no. We have, we have such a connection. I know it. Just give it a chance. Let me take you out to dinner. And my sister said, let the man take you to dinner. It's free dinner. Knock it off. So I'm like, fine, we'll go to dinner. So going out to dinner changed that night to come to my house for dinner. And this one here is like, don't you dare. What the hell are you doing? And I said, okay, Canal Walker, who are you to talk? So, um, I went and it ended up being pizza and twilight. Mm. What? No, no. On a love seat. And he was rubbing my shoulders, which should feel good. And I was like, Bleh. but his hands had dirty pizza on it. No, they were gross. I think that was actually the night that you were like, Hey, uh, can you like text or call? And- no, no, not you. I text. Uh, oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Other dude and said, yes. hey, tell me you're the kids. Yes. And so I left this guy's house to go to another guy's house that was a mutual adult relationship. And my night turned out great. 
Mm-hmm. He was a fuck boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta have him. <laughs> so what what was your worst date? Hockey. Oh my god, yes. Okay, other than <laughs> other than hockey, which yes, definitely. A guy showed up at Starbucks a day like like literally I was like where why aren't you here and he worked midnight so he didn't know what day was what day he shows up and then he says to me I don't know why I'm here I'm not ready to date and I was like okay good to meet you bye <laughs> like I mean damn I know I'm not the prettiest person in the world but that was a blow but anyway so freak job of all freaks yeah this one was weird um chatting online whatever whatever we decide to finally like go out on a date now mind you i tried to just stay to starbucks he doesn't drink coffee so whatever um which makes sense now yeah so we decide he likes hockey right so i'm like all right well let me like he's uncomfortable so let me go to him right so we go and we're gonna meet hockey but before we're gonna go get food so i have not eaten dinner because we're gonna go have like dinosaur before we go Mm. to hockey and then he calls me when i'm like already on my way or texts me and says um he's not hungry he doesn't want to eat just meet him at the game but now i've got what two hours before the game because we were gonna go eat Mm -hmm. so i'm like well do you want to walk down and just get coffee or something he's like i don't drink coffee i'm like tea he's like i don't drink tea i'm like I mean, you want a fucking milk and cookie? Like, I mean, <laughs> what are we doing for two hours before the venue opens up? So we're literally sitting in the venue, just like in the lobby, t- not even talking, like n- nothing. So I'm like, my neighbors are there. So I go over and I say hi to them and they're like, I'll let you get back to your friend. I'm like, please no. <laughs> but I like have Help. to because I'm, you know, it's rude. <laughs> so finally, you know, we go in. I don't get dinner before we walk right past concessions. Hey, Shannon, you want a soda? You want a beer? You want, you know, popcorn? Nothing. So I'm like, all right, let me go sit down. So they're warming up and I'm like, all right, well, let me ask him hockey questions since. Oh, I think I forgot to say. You did. When I said something about barbecue, he goes, I don't know what barbecue is. He didn't know what barbecue is. What? (laughs) Like if somebody says dinosaur barbecue or. I'm yeah. like, you want to get barbecue? He's like, I don't even know what barbecue is. And I'm like, oh, huh. uh, he, all right. Was he foreign? No. no. <laughs> like, so I'm like, all right. So we're at the game. I'm trying to ask him questions. And now he's annoyed because I'm asking him questions about hockey and he's not able to watch the game. During warm up. Right. So we're, oh my God, what, like second period at this point. And I'm like, I've got to get the hell out of here. And they keep doing the kiss cam. And I'm like, I, I will get up and walk out. Like, I'm absolutely not. So I finally like lean over. I'm like, how many periods are in hockey? And he's like, oh my God, there's three. And I'm like, oh, phew. Like, we're almost done. Like, I can escape. So we get done with the game. And he's like hauling ass out of there. And so we like walk on. He's like, oh, I know this back, you know, back way out. But other people were going out. I wasn't being murdered. So we go to the parking lot. He's like, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get going before the traffic gets bad. So, all right. And I think he like gave me a hug and then like left you like a boom, like gone. And I'm like, didn't walk her to her car oh. like nothing. Because, again, I even tried to meet up with him in the parking lot. So we were like in the same spot since we had two fucking hours till the mm-hmm. game started. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So he just like takes off and I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, this will be a fun story for tomorrow. And um, he texts me later and tells me how good of a time he had as if what date was he on? He was so excited. Like right. she was reading me this text message and I'm like, what? Wow. Oh, we could have a future, uh, you know, blah, blah. And I was like, what in the hell? Like, where was he at? Wow. Then he says to me, I wanted to kiss you goodnight, but I didn't because I didn't want to be blamed for rape. And I said, buddy. (laughs) 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 All right. So I, so obviously I never talked to him again. Mm. So that had to been close to meeting Bob. So it was two or three years after this date, this man texts me out of nowhere and asks me like, do I want to go on a date and this and that? And I'm like, buddy, like absolutely not. And I'm married. And he writes back, oh my God, you're such a slut. What? I can't believe yes. that, that you like turn, you know, got married so fast or something like that. And I'm like, like they were dating for wow. years. From three years ago, I spent an hour and a half with you. Like what? That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> We don't have to talk about hot oil, so we'll just skip ahead. Oh, Lord, thank you. Oh, God. Um, so Shannon came in one day, and I don't remember which date that you were like, last straw, I'm done. I'm thrown in the towel. It's not meant to be. I don't even remember if it was a specific person. I think it was just like, I'm fucking over this. I'm done. I'm tired. Yeah, because guys were like, oh, you make too much money more than me. I I can't date you. Oh, I forgot about that guy. You were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. I'm like, dude, we had government cheese at one point. Calm down. Cheese and air quotes. (laughs) Um, And I remember being like, no. No, it was, I was off for months. And you oh, that's came, right. And you came in and you said, listen, I don't know. I just have a feeling. Shannon, if it's about the money, I'm going to give you the $30. Like, I just need you to go on for 30 days. I just, I have a feeling. I just, I have a feeling. Just do it for me. And I'm like, oh my God. She fine. was so annoyed. She was so annoyed. <laughs> but she's my bestie. So I'm like, well, fine. Yeah. And like three days in. I found Bob. It was Bob. And now they're married. Nice. But he always tells me that I was trolling for old dudes. Because you got to remember, I was like in my mid-30s at this point. Mm -hmm. And any man who's available in his mid-30s in Rochester, boo. So I don't want anyone my age because they just had not had enough life experience to interest me anymore. So I went up a whole age bracket. So I said like, 45 to 55, right? Or whatever that was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and so Bob is 10 years and two weeks older than me. Mm. So, and he is the youngest of all of his siblings, so I refer to myself as the child bride. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I think you did that too, right, Jen? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I did the opposite. I went. I was not at all looking for someone in their twenties, especially early twenties. Well, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. kind of a weird story. How we, yeah, yeah. 
But this isn't about came us. to be too, but yeah. <laughs> All right, Jen. There's a show coming up that we should announce and a band playing that show we should play now. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Can so tell us about that show and the band. Twelve nine, December ninth, Thor's birthday bash. Yes. With Deep Disdain, Necrostalker, Another Demon, Anthropic, Gates of Paradox, and Elusive Travel. Hosted by Rick Horton. Let's listen to Anthropics, Nothing Sacred off of End of the Bloodline. Nice. Over the years, we've always found ourselves in these situations where we have to go around the room and say what our name is and introduce ourselves and tell everyone one thing that nobody knows about you or a fun fact or whatever. Yep, I have a standard. And you have a standard. I do. And that standard is your voice. Yep, I'm not sick. Yes, this is my voice. No, I've never smoked. And I don't have cancer. Right. Yes, because I had someone call me and say, listen, I think you need to go to your doctor. I think you have throat cancer. And I said, thank you so much for your concern. I've already talked to my doctor. I do not have cancer. (laughs) (laughs) He was nice. Although it did get get me brownie points at another meeting. And our boss was with me. I was in Michigan at a bank meeting. And this executive sitting across from the table and he's like, so... What's up with that Mae West voice? And my boss like jumped up May and was going to like, ta- right? First of all, <laughs> how old are you? Right. Um, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it was either an old actress or a singer that had that like, oh, okay. raspy voice. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, our boss, I won't say his name, um, was going to jump over the table. And I'm like, calm down, calm down. Um, so with that voice of yours, if you were a phone sex operator, what do you think your name would be? Sandy. Oh, why Sandy? Because it's rough. (laughs) (laughs) 
rough and gravelly. You, you just <laughs> answered the follow-up question, which is, what would be your tagline? Oh. <laughs> Sandy, who likes it rough and gravelly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a, a favorite embarrassing story of me? There's probably so many. Um, Honestly, I think it's in your pronunciations of words. Really? Uh, my favorite one is we were looking at, a, <laughs> I think it was like a car and you were like, oh, Christy drives a Rendeverus. <laughs> and I'm like, a rendezvous? <laughs> Yes, Rendeverous. <laughs> I'm very literal. Yeah. Or, I even do it in my words when I'm trying to pronounce band. Or, orange Roofy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you remember that story? No. When we went to a restaurant and I ordered oh, Orange Roofy. Yeah, not, not Ruffy. It was Orange yeah. Roofy. You know, I don't know if you mispronounce or we just decided to say like uh, Tufache. Oh, For like toothache, we, uh -uh. it was a tufache. Because I remember I wrote to you one day and I was like, oh man, I have a toothache. And you were like, what the fuck is a tufache? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm particularly fond of the time I texted you in complete hysterics that I was stuck in a shirt. Oh my God. In the dressing room. Do you remember that story? Mm-hmm. I was stuck. Like, I had to go get the woman from behind that. Like, I had to call her like, hey, hello. Hey, lady, I'm in I'm in room four. Yeah, she had to come undress me. You've done that at home, too. Yeah, you've had to cut me out of a shirt. Yeah. I need shirts with give, and I tried a silk shirt on. And did you immediately start sweating and hyperventilating? Yeah, he cut it off. Yeah. With the tags on, cut it off. He's like, no, no, let me just. And I'm like, get it off. Right, because it's never going back on your body again. Yes, so never. You might so, as well shred it. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> What's your favorite embarrassing story about me? Hmm. Hmm. I really like the first house party you ever went to. <laughs> the one where I never drank before in my life and drank whatever everyone put in my hand. For hours. And scooched down the stairs on my butt and crawled outside to puke. <laughs> yes. And you were walking. No, you were crawling on your hands and knees around the yard. Yes. And when the when the person's husband came home and tried to kick everyone out, I'm like, no, no. I brought my sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah. You, Shannon, Shannon woke up and was like, no, I'm not leaving. I brought my sleeping bag. <laughs> Did you stay there? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was the plan. I would have died if I didn't. Yeah, there was no other I'm surprised option. I didn't die staying. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. That was the greatest puking of my life. <laughs> We've been through some wild shit together. Yeah. There's a picture of me from that night where I did those like fake corn roll looking things in yep. my hair and there was a cigarette in my mouth. And again, I've never smoked, but I just sat it in my, it just sat on my lip. So there's a picture of me. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere. 
Hopefully it's destroyed by now, but... Nope, I still have it. I'll say I'm sure it's still somewhere. Saving it for a special occasion. That'll be in your obit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, I have a question. This could be two possible answers. Oh. What? And it's it's about Jen. Oh, goody. What does Jen do at least 500 times every single day? Every day. Could be one of two things or both. Uh, I mean, it's either going to be wash her hands. Or... I don't even know the answer to this. I don't, yeah, you um, do. Swear? No. I mean, I don't. I mean, it would be obvious if it was like check your phone. I don't know. Cough or sneeze. Okay. Oh. <laughs> You're not denying it, are you? There should be a third below my nose. Yeah. yeah I don't true. feel like it's so excessive that I would have oh. even thought of that. Oh. He makes so much fun of me. Whenever I start coughing, he's like, what's wrong now? Very supportive, Ken. Because it's fake. It's like It's like an anxiety thing. It is an anxiety thing. And it oh. just goes and goes and goes and goes. <laughs> and I'm in the next room over trying to like, you know. Player base. Trying to work. And that's, huh. I just hear this coughing and sneezing and coughing and coughing and coughing. All right. Do you have any, what other questions <laughs> you got over there? Um, okay. What, Shannon? You have to choose. Would you rather lose your sight and hearing or both arms? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right? I was thinking about this myself. Like, what would I choose? I don't, I couldn't choose. I'd what is it? Sight and hearing. Or both arms. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty drastic. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with my arms. I would too. Because I think medical technology would get me arms before it would give me sight and hearing. Okay. Yeah. I could go with bionic arms. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Alright. How would you sum up the internet in two sentences? The most useful tool that is making the dumbest nation. Mm. Oh. That, that is good. Yeah, that is good. <clears throat> What's one thing you want everyone to know about Ken? No. Oh. Uh... I mean, I think it, I was going to say I was going to talk about fats, but I think that's obvious. I think everyone already knows that if in a burning building, he would save his cat mm -hmm. over his wife. Oh, yeah. No. Really? Over myself. <clears throat> I'm a goner. No, you're not. Yeah, no, I don't know. So something that 
I've never talked about on the show is my friends when you first came into my life mm-hmm. were all convinced that your name was Vladimir. Oh yeah, still to this day. <laughs> Total Russian spy. He's been put here. Or witness protection. Yep. Mm-hmm. One of the two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can't talk about that. And it's furthermore proof that you will not let Jen anywhere near you during a procedure where you're going to be put out. Yep. No. Yeah. No. I, well, I know we talked about this, but I'm you're not going to convince me otherwise. No. I mean, why? Well, she was near me. Not that close. While you were what? still like coming out of it, because you're gonna. She could have been. Accidentally. Say something. Give secrets. Yep. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, because I still remember a couple, few years ago, Jen came in. She's like, Ken said to me, there's going to be a deposit in the bank. Don't ask. And I'm like, what? I mean, it ended up being like a stupid bonus or something. But who says shit like that? <laughs> I don't remember saying that. Yeah, you did. I did. And it freaked me out. And yeah. then there was that time <laughs> our friend Siobhan came over to hang out with us. Mm-hmm. And you, he whipped out a burner phone. I did not. Don't make me call Siobhan. I don't. Or what about the guy that you answered back in a different language when he called here to scam you? Okay, then. There you go. (laughs) I'm just saying. Will you tell her on your deathbed? Maybe. Okay. I think we can outlive you. I'll find out eventually. Yeah. I hope you guys do. (laughs) (laughs) There'll be booby traps in the find out. (laughs) <laughs> you got any more questions over there? I have a couple more questions. Okay. Um, can you think of an item that exists today that you hope is obsolete in 20 years? Besides a selfie stick. <laughs> uh, that's... Huh. Why? How do you even think about things like this? I, isn't it weird? Yeah. Um... I mean, not plausible, but I'd like electric cars to go away. You would? Yeah. How come? Oh, she has a whole theory on this. Well, no, but I have control issues, right? So, right, I mean, I guess maybe if gas was completely gone, Mm -hmm. which is not a thing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to have to be tethered to being able to only go so many miles. As far as your car will take you. Right. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel good about that. Mm-hmm. If I have to run from an apocalypse, then what? You wouldn't. You would die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon has always said, "If you see me running, it means someone's chasing. Something is chasing me. Just run and don't ask questions." Right. <laughs> yes, and apparently, I'm just supposed to yell, "Jen!" and she will follow me wherever I go. Yes. I got yelled at for leaving her in the, you know, elevator. Oh, yeah. When we were trapped in the elevator. Yes, and I decided to vacate all my friends and get off the elevator and let you all get stuck in it. Yes. And I remember Bob looking back specifically only at me saying, 
she goes, I go. <laughs> and he like, I've never seen him move so fast. And then all of the people just filled the elevator. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, yeah. listen, I was going to leave Bob. I had no expectation. <laughs> Left Bob. That, I know. That's what I'm saying. I had no expectation that anyone, I just was, I was not staying on that elevator. <laughs> there was nothing going to make me stay on that elevator. Yeah. That was an interesting evening. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dinner was good. I have never until that day, you know, and I always yell at people when my mother will go to a restaurant, right? And be like, okay, but is that veal any good? Like, they're going to be like, no, it's complete yeah. shit. Don't eat it. <laughs> All right. Right? Like, yeah. who says that? Nobody. <laughs> until last year. Yep. I said, I'm going to order the sweet potato nookies. No, you're not. I'm like, no, I want those. He goes, you don't. I'm like, what? He goes, no, they're like dessert. You don't want those. What else are you looking at? <laughs> Literally wouldn't let me order them. Actually, he said something. He got like kind of bitchy and he was like, do you want to have dessert for dinner? <laughs> but he said it in the nicest bitchy he, way. Yeah, he wasn't, it wasn't bitchy at you. Right. It was bitchy at the, yeah. at the like, sweet girl, potato. Like, you do yeah. not want that. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> you got any more questions over there? I have some random stuff, but... Do you want to do the, the box of nonsense? I think the box is a good, right, Shannon, good idea. Grab that box. Shake it up good, though. It's shook. Hopefully you get a good one. What, do you have shitty ones in here? Yeah, kind of. Oh, I think it depends on the person. It's your fault, then. (laughs) (laughs) What funny or interesting secret talents do you have? Shannon, I don't know if you know this, can very quickly um, tie a cherry stem into a knot. Oh, yeah, I can do that. (laughs) Um, don't ask me how I know that. I don't think I have any funny talents. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm very talented. Shannon. I, what? <laughs> you are the craftiest person. Well, I was going to say other than crafts, but like. Like every time you come, you just came walking oh. in with a Christmas tree of Ken's ugly shirts. Yeah. Okay, I did. All right, so that's very cool, by the way. Yeah, it is really cool. So yeah, so I guess my creative side, and it's actually in my office, so that you know that twelve hours of spreadsheets then has to be counteracted by some thing creative. Creative. Yep. Have you always had to have that, like a creative outlet of one kind or another? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, sometimes it's, um, like it can be music in a drive, like something that just clears my head. That's not anything logical or work. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I will sit down and paint a four inch square and, and take three hours to do it. And that like eases my mind. Yeah, we've always kind of had stuff like that. Like when we would go painting pottery. Pottery. And Jen's like, I'm on my fourth fucking thing. Are you done with your square? 
Yeah. I miss doing that. That was a lot of fun. I know, but at one point we had a lot of nonsense pottery around. Yeah, yeah, there's only so much pottery you can have. I actually threw some away when we moved. Like I was going through boxes. I'm like, why? Yeah. Um, Painting. We did painting for a while. Yep. You're a great chef. Oh, I, I do love cooking. So we started this thing years ago where we would find these fancy recipes and we would all get together and the idea was to cook prep and cook the meal together this fancy dinner in our pajamas while drinking and, and listening we would to call music. it high acidity because yes. it was anything but yeah so we called it high acidity and we do it like once every couple months yep um, but Shannon has mentioned that she has control issues, so it's now turned into... They pick the menu and I make it, yes. which I enjoy. She has it prepped, cooked, and ready by the time we like walk through the door. I like to cook for people that appreciate to eat. That's me. Right. I'm a slob. She is. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> What what's the control issue with with cooking? I no. really just don't like the way other people cook. It's not I, cooking; it's control. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's yeah. Everything is. I have to have control. Driving everything, everything. Yeah, we go on road trips. I drive. Like, yeah, no. It's pretty much everything in my life. Do you think does that help or hinder you, or both? I think it helps. I mean, literally nothing would ever fucking get done anywhere in my family, my house, with the kids, anybody, if I did not have the control of it. Mm-hmm. No, because then it helped. Then I, this is the way I don't have anxiety because then I, I know I've got it all planned out. Mm-hmm. So it's necessary. It is. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that I plan so much that I, when I get to the event, I feel no joy of it. Mm-hmm. It's all the planning mm-hmm. and the joy and like bringing it to other people. But then I'm like, man. Yeah, yeah. You are like that. I am. <clears throat> That's why I'm 51% dead inside. Maybe 52. Maybe. <laughs> we, um, we have everything laid out. <laughs> this is so weird. But we've been through life together. So we've seen a lot of horse shit from a lot of people. (laughs) Yep. So we have shit laid out. Like we have funeral expectations. Jen is to be my bouncer. Because if you did not like me in life, bitch, do not come and cry at my funeral or party, whatever it is. Nope. And no fake ass bitches. You guys seen how I act at funerals. I am the one for the job. <laughs> yep. I've seen way too much fake. Yeah. Can't can't do it. So that's the stuff we talk about. Every time I get on a plane. Here's my password. Here's the reminders. By the way, no roses, Gerber daisies. Yep. And be my bouncer. Yep. <laughs> Cremation, no burial, no headstone. And on that note, 
<laughs> that super light note. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Finally. After all of these years. <laughs> yeah. And thank you for being my bestie. Thank you for being my bestie. I think you got the short end of the stick. <laughs> I know. You come with rain. I, yeah. Rain and anxiety. <laughs> One of us has to have it. Yeah. Control and anxiety. That's why we work. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us tonight, Ken. Thank you for having me. <clears throat> we should have talked about how you two are in cahoots. Whenever I get upset with you, I go bitch to Shannon, and Shannon's always like, oh, well, Ken's right. <laughs> or when he says, do I have to call Shannon? Yeah. Yeah. And then that gets you in there, and you're like, fine. Yeah. Thank you, Shannon. You're welcome. Fuck off, guys. <laughs> All right. As promised and long awaited, let's listen to Funeral Suit off of Salako's upcoming release, Spoth. Available this Friday. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And? If you live on Pearl Street, don't describe it by saying, like the necklace. Yeah!